Are you kidding me? No. <laughs> okay, hold on. Well, are we is this thing going? Are we going now? Yeah, it looks like it. This uh, I okay. Let me let's let's do this correctly. Welcome to the Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and you can see behind me right here is Kitty. Um, he's not. He pro he might poke in, pop in. I mean, he's there, but he's as you can see, he's very busy. Um, doing his probably seventh or eighth bath of the day because he just does so much. You know, I gotta gotta stay pristine and clean like that good kitty does. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, welcome to Toon Juggies Podcast. My name is Chris. Um, Nicholas is still in Sierra Leone. Um, from what I heard, he for last he could not remember where he put his sunglasses, so. He is still on the hunt for those. I told him he could just get a new pair, but he really was really adamant about keeping the ones that he'd... Oh, they, they had sentimental value, so whatever. Let, let him live his life. Um, but yeah, so uh, if, you are, uh, if you heard me laughing at the beginning, I did not see this, um, but apparently a couple days ago... Um, the internet was blessed with this story of, <clears throat> and I quote, man walking his dog knocked unconscious by falling cat. Um, this is, it's been reported by every fucking news outlet because it's hilarious and I feel bad for the man. I, I, I hope they didn't name him. I'm sure they didn't, but this, uh, this poor man is what it from, you can, this is just some security footage, but this man is just walking down the street. He's walking. He's got his little golden retriever with him. Boom. Out of nowhere, a cat falls from the sky, and this dude buckles. Dude, it drops to the ground, and the dog doesn't even realize. He's sniffing, and the cat runs to a door, and the dog's like, walks up to the owner. Oh, the dog's got fucking shoes on. <laughs> what? Uh, but only the front shoes. Or the front paws? Uh, yeah. Dog goes to the cat, try like, hey, what'd you do? Cat obviously then fights the dog um this dude is still asleep bro how much does this fucking cat weigh why did this dude i'm really just i really need to know how i mean kitty hey hey how much would you say you weigh weigh like 10 pounds i mean i guess 10 pounds of like any once i don't know i'm just not convinced that 10 pounds of cat would knock you out but it did to this man so i my condolences to him but yeah that was that's what i was laughing at earlier i wish i really wish there was more that i could well i i think i just want to <laughs> i want to watch videos of cats falling on people now but uh that's not what we're here to do folks um no today um well the original plan was that they were going to be a thousand of us and by a thousand i mean two others but everybody, this week's just been hectic. One one person, one of the hosts was on vacation. The other one has a new job, and he's work working crazy hours and different shifts now. So I'm just gonna do this as filler, and hopefully y'all will uh, enjoy the ride as we take this journey of live streaming on the old Facebooks. But yeah, let me close it. I can't. I can't keep looking at this fucking cat. But anyways. Um, I was trying to come up with a clever name for these little things that 
I do for filler when we can all get together. Um, and I think maybe you guys can help me out with this. Um, hold on. Let me pull something. Let me pull this up real quick. I got to make sure that I am seeing what y'all are. Uh, what the hell? What are all these? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah. Okay, yeah, what was I saying? Um, oh yeah, the name of the little thing that I was gonna do. Um, so, <laughs> trying to figure out what to call these little things. I always, I always say Toon Junkies, but I, that always feels like it's not enough, because I am not Toon Junkies, it's me and Nick and... Uh, as of late, whoever the third host ends up being, because it used to be one person, and then, uh, you know, they got really busy with the family and stuff, and then we got a new person, and we'll see what happens. But as of right now, I think we're pretty, oh, we've got a pretty solid lineup. Um, but yeah, these little little things that I was thinking of, uh, the church of Chris and Kitty, maybe church, I don't know if I like church. Um, the cult of Chris and Kitty, I like that, as you can see. Occultism and parapsychology is what I'm all about. Uh, shout out to Henry uh, Z of last podcast for showing me. I wish I remembered. Hold on, let me get let me get the name of the website that this that these where I got the shirt. That way I can give him a quick shout out. Hold on. Um, occultism. There it is. Um, shout out to Night Channels, nightchannels.com. Check out their sweet fucking swag, boy. All right, that's not what we're here to do. Um, yeah, uh, Cult of Church, uh, Cult of Chris and Kitty, I was thinking about, but I feel like, uh, the cult thing is kind of overplayed, especially with, uh, oh man, there's like a band from this area that's like kind of big and they like, uh, they like drink all the time and they're all like really old. Is it, uh, L Lenore, Lenore Cult, yes, that's what it was, I, I couldn't think of their name for a minute, um, but yeah, but I feel like the cult thing's been overplayed, it's kind of a, it's kind of its own trope now, I'm not really, don't know if I really like it, or Congregation, these are all kind of like, I'm, I honestly, I'll, I'll give away the bit, the whole thing is I really need the acronym for this little adventure, to spell out cock <laughs> because I am a fourth grader and I am a child and I still think uh, these jokes are funny. Uh, I will never not laugh at a poop joke because I may be almost 30, but I love a good childish joke. Um, but yeah, uh, Ethan, Chris and Kitty Council. I like about Council of Chris and Kitty because I, like I said earlier, I needed to say, I need the acronym to be, to spell C-O-C-K. That way, uh, I can call you all dicks, or cocks, or, I don't know. I kind of puts a new def, a new spin on the tune, like, junk, tune junkies, right? This might pan out. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, oh, I have a, hold on. Dang it. I think I missed a call. Oh, that was from... Yeah, so the the AMA thing that we're doing, I'll, I'll have to announce. I had I have some uh, some things that I was gonna go through. Let me. Uh, I think I know who that was. I know I said it was anonymous, but this person reached out to me beforehand and was like, "Hey, this is my number. If I call, blah blah blah. 
Hold on. Give me a sec, boy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, anyways, Cult of Chris and Kitty, Council of Chris and Kitty. There we go. Council of Chris, Chris and Kitty. That's what I am Chris, and this is Kitty right here. Right here. Oh, okay. So hold on. Here we go. Let's, uh, let's see. We got our first caller. Let's see what's going on here. Hello? Hey, why do you guys suck? Why do we suck? I mean, I, I don't think it really matters what, uh, what we do in our own personal time. I think that's kind of, uh, kind of judgy. Go to your room. <laughs> you said, go to your room. Now, Crit. Chris, go to your room. How's it going, buddy? Not too bad yourself. I'm I'm all right. Kitty is uh, lounging behind me, taking. I'm. I should have started a timer to see how long he would clean himself for, but I feel like it's he's been he's been going pretty strong. It's been like at least three minutes. Dude, Blitzy learned a new kind of bark. It's not your typical bark. It sounds like an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds incredibly annoying. <laughs> he said it's the worst. Oh man. Well, uh I I would say that I miss that dog, but that would be a blatant lie. A blatant lie. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I for some I just have like this thing with big dogs that like I don't mind if you're tough, but don't pretend to be tough when I can tell that you're not. <laughs> You're a big fucking phony, but that's okay. I just need, I need more. Stop. He said, "Stop by." This is Nicholas, everyone. If you were wondering, if you couldn't tell. Uh, can we say that? <laughs> do we have? Do we have? To? All right. See you, bud. That was Nicholas calling us from work. Isn't that? Isn't that fun? I was gonna see. He said he said his um, the service there is really bad, so he didn't know if it was gonna work. But yeah, um, what was I? Oh, we were. I was talking about Kitty and me. And oh, shout out to Guru. If y'all don't fuck with these like energy drinks, here, let me move my hand so you can read it. A organic energy, my baby. This shit's really good. Um, but yeah, about my week. It's been another week, you know. It is what it is. I did get a new game. Well, I shouldn't say I got a new game because I didn't buy it. The The fact of the matter is I borrowed it from my neighbors upstairs. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. And if y'all aren't playing this game, you're fucking up. Because this game, one, is awesome. You get to play as a samurai. And anytime you get to do that is always a... Don't y'all remember Samurai Jack? The show was fucking lit, Okay. Um, I wish Phil Lamar, Phil Lamar was Samurai Jack, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was. Um, hold on, let me throw this away. Hair's falling out. Um, Ghost of Tsushima, awesome game. Not only is it fun to play, but it's also incredibly beautiful. Like, I'm not condoning this behavior, but if you were to partake in 
hmm, extracurricular activities, ones of the mind-altering substance, no, mind-altering kind, you would definitely enjoy this game because it's very pretty. I really love this game. Um, plus, I mean, getting to fucking cut people with swords is fucking badass. Not in real life, though. Don't do that in real life. Unless your government tells you you can, then it's fine, apparently. But, um, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. I've been playing it for like a week, and I think I just got past the, um, um, I think it's like the first big story. You gotta rescue old boy's, uh, uncle? Pretty sure. The Lord, Lord, Lord Shimura? Is that his name? I don't really pay attention. I just like the killing parts. Um, but yeah, this game's really fucking cool. And I just, uh, what was it? Um, this week, I think that, uh, yeah, it's saying Ghost of Tsushima Legends coming to PS4 in the fall, which is like a co-op. And I think uh, somebody was telling me that uh, you can get up to like four people. Bro, if I can play this fucking game with three other people and just wreck these fucking Mongols, bro, this, I may have to fucking quit my job and just do this. I feel like, <clears throat> I wonder if it's anything like the, um, I never played the, the online part, but like Red Dead Redemption 2, I think. I never played the online thing. I thought about it, but then with my experience, I wait too long to get onto the like online aspects of games and <laughs> I suck because everyone plays so much more than me and so I I hate. I remember when I first got my PlayStation 4 in like 2015 and it was like the bundle with Star Wars um not Clone Wars, uh Battlefront, Star Wars Battlefront. Bro, I hopped on cuz I was saying it's like, "Oh dude, I love this game when it was when I played on Xbox and uh I did not last more than 40 seconds. Like I spawn run out i'm like oh dude look how cool this is boom headshot dead and i was like oh okay well okay that's my bad i got too caught up in the in the like oh this is so cool it's all brand new walked back out there boom headshot again i'm like man i fucking suck i tried i uh, i tried for a week i'm not saying i played this one fucking time and i was like uh it's too hard no i tried i gave it the old college try and uh your boy is not good at online games. That's why I prefer to play solo, because then I'm the only one playing, and I can be really good. Or I can be really embarrassing, and no one will know, because that happens quite a bit, too. Where I'm like, oh, hey, let's try and fight this boss for three hours and can't get it, and then we get uh, mad and don't play the game for a week, and then you come back, and for some reason, whenever I do that, I come back, I kill the boss the first time I fight him. I think it's just like I ran out of mana, like real life mana and I had to like recharge and unlike a video game it takes me several days to recharge my mana instead of in a game where it just takes a couple minutes or whatever the fuck it is hours <clears throat> but I promise this isn't about video this isn't a episode about video games um but I would recommend Ghost of Tsushima definitely fucking pick that game up or rent it or steal it I mean borrow it for an indetermined amount of time and then return it. Um, but yeah. Um, what else do I got? Oh, dude. Um, so, another thing, as the, as you can see, there seems to be a, uh, almost a pattern with Colt and 
uh, samurais killing people and dark occultism, parapsycho. Anyways, the I watched a movie last night that I had heard about for like a long, long time. Oh, sorry. Um, I'm missing these comments. Hi, Corey. Um, hello, good sir. See you Saturday and see you. Yes, you will see me Saturday, at least for a little bit. Um, <laughs> Josh Harmon. This guy's a phone. Hey, everybody, a phony lives here. Um, but, um, hold on. Let me see if I can. Okay, I think that's fine. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, I watched a movie the other day. Um, I'd heard about it. I'd never watched it, and I've talked about it with, uh, our, my good form, my good friend, former adult, two-time child, Gennaro Del Preet, um, who thankfully just moved away to Texas because we could not stand him. Oh, my God, he always had something to say. Um, but yeah, we, uh, we were talking about this movie, and it got me thinking. I was like, oh, well, I gotta, I gotta watch this movie. This movie that I'm haven't really even mentioned is called Tusk. If you haven't seen this movie, I mean, I would give you a fair warning as to what it is beforehand. Um, I mean, it's direct. it was directed by Kevin Smith, and for those of you, if, oh, Kevin Smith, why is that sound familiar? Uh, well, if you don't know Kevin Smith, you're a fucking nerd, but yeah, maybe you know him from a, 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 a small little film called uh, Clerks, or um, uh, he was Silent Bob and Jay and Silent Bob. <sighs> Did anybody watch? It doesn't matter. That's not what I'm talking about. But anyway, we'll come back to the. Uh, hold on, let me. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Is that what it was called? The remake from this year. I don't remember. I'll fucking look it up. Okay. Um. But yeah, Tusk. Back to Tusk. Boy. Okay. Listen. It's got Justin Long, Haley Joel Osment. So, I love Justin Long. I hadn't, wasn't expecting him to play who he did in this fucking movie. I also wasn't really expecting what happened in this movie to happen. But basically, the uh, the plot of this movie is, per Wikipedia, U.S. podcaster Justin ventures into the Canadian wilderness to interview an old man who has an extraordinary past in the American, which is Justin, learns the man has a dark secret involving... Wait for it. Wait for it. Dramatic pause. A walrus. That's right. This man has a dark secret involving a walrus. I don't... Well, you know what? Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen this movie, fucking go away. Or you can just listen to me talk about it. That's fine, too. But, basically, this Canadian man uh, is in... is on a boat in, what do you say, Russia... Boat crashes into an iceberg, sinks, everybody starts getting eaten by a shark in the water. This dude, Canadian man, swims, 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 wakes up on an island. On this island is, you guessed it, a walrus. And he becomes friends with that walrus, apparently. Um, and I don't really remember how long he stayed there for, but basically they become friends. Canadian man runs out of food, ends up eating the walrus, kind of goes crazy, comes back to the States, and then becomes a serial killer and starts trying to make a walrus out of people he's kidnapped. That do probably doesn't make any sense because you're like, oh, what is this, like a 
like uh what was that fucking movie where they did the mouth the butthole thing um 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 human centipede there we go it's not it's not like that this guy somehow apparently takes people and like surgically like attaches their arms to their ribs or whatever so they've got the little flipper things and then he cuts off their legs and i think i'm just kind of guessing just from the context clues of the movie um hi brandon um uh Sorry, I keep forgetting to look at these messages. I'm getting too stuck in my conversation. Corey, um, I don't know uh, what's going to happen Saturday. I always just say maybe for a little bit. But um, Brandon, hi, Brandon. Um, and Corey, no, it's just called Reboot. Oh, okay, that's the Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Okay, you're right. Back to Tusk. Cuts off these dudes' legs, right? And I think he shaves down the femur to then, like, attach to the people's like jaw right here like he i think he removes these teeth and puts the fucking femur bone into their fucking face so they literally have tusks it's pretty gnarly and that's just what the face looks like if you want to google what the the walrus man looks like you can but i'm just gonna warn you it's not pretty like not in the slightest ethan says i feel like the plot of tusk could translate into an episode of dude it absolutely could. That's a. I was kind of okay. So now I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into into the dark stuff. I couldn't help but while I was watching this movie, think about how far into this mutilation slash, um, like uh, alchemy thing that he's performing, trying to get to trying to turn a human into a walrus. Like how far could you get before? each person died and me and Gennaro were talking about this for a while um today about how it could not be done this is why it's a movie but man it's pretty interesting to see somebody try i was mainly curious how do you take a six foot man 180 pounds and turn him into basically i mean at least what this the the walrus from the movie looks like like fucking is like two or three times the size where's he getting all this extra skin i don't know where's he getting all the other mass like how do you turn a human into a, it doesn't matter it's a movie but it's a fucked movie i mean it's not like crazy scary and it's not like hella funny there are funny parts but i would recommend it it's 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 interesting plus you yeah it's I would give it a perfect 5 out of 7. That's what I would give it. Rotten Tomatoes only gives it... Well, let's look before we say... Um... Ooh. Yeah, so... Rotten Tomatoes doesn't give it that great of a score. But... It's good enough to get stoned and... Or drunk and watch. I think you'll be alright. It's, it's, not, it's not that bad of a movie. It's pretty good. But... Yeah. Um. Now, back to the... Hold on. Let me fucking... Uh, wait, Corey, you said Jay and Silent Bob reboot? Hold on. Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Ooh, Rebot. There you go. Oh, yeah, it is the reboot. Okay, so yeah. Um, the reboot. I didn't think it was as funny as any of the others, but I was also much younger when I watched the others. Um, 
But I did like... I didn't. I did enjoy it, but I wouldn't be like, "Oh, dude, this movie's hilarious." Um, but yeah, that's Jay and Silent Bob. Right on. How did the crazy guy die? I can't. Corey, if you're talking, oh yeah, you're talking about the Canadian guy. Um, <laughs> so it's actually the ending is kind of absurd. Spoiler alert! Like I didn't already tell you the whole fucking movie. Um, the guy dies. The the guy who kidnaps Justin. He, uh, so he's trying to turn Justin into, like, a full walrus, like, mentally. Like, he's already physically a walrus, but mentally he's got to break his spirit. So he's, like, he has to teach him to swim. He has to teach him how to eat like a fucking walrus just by throwing him full-ass mackerel and, like, here's your food. Either starve or eat this. Well, so at the very end, when his friends and Guy Lepoint who is actually Johnny Depp in, like, makeup. And he's not credited in the movie. Like, when it says Guy Lepin played Guy Lepin, it it's Johnny Depp. If s- some of you will be able to tell by his face, I was able to tell just by his mannerisms. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Ethan, right? So it uh, ends absurdly, huh? But yeah, basically it ends up being the crazy guy makes his own walrus suit to fight Justin, who is a walrus, and they literally have to do, like, one of those walrus fights like you see on Nat Geo or whatever, and uh, Justin fucking kills him with his tusks. I went like this. What is his tusk like this? But, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Um, So, yeah, that's how that movie fucking ends. Well, actually, that's not how it ends, but that's how it begins to end. There's only a couple, maybe like 10 minutes after that, but basically... And then I thought it was weird how the ending was... It, I feel like I would have preferred... Well, I don't care. I would have preferred if Guy Lepoint would have just fucking killed Justin with a shotgun instead of what they end up doing, which is somehow removing him from the little, like, inside house, um, like what's that place, SeaWorld, and they move him to, like, a zoo, which is, like, an even smaller enclosure, and they just keep him alive, but they put him in, like, a, an exhibit. And I don't know, and the thing, for, okay, so my stupid thought when I first saw that, I was like, why the fuck would any zoo accept this weird-looking walrus? Because it's not, like, dark brown, or whatever other color a real walrus is, this motherfucker is flesh-colored, right? Okay? And it's not just flesh-colored, right? It's flesh, but, like, sewn together. So there's, like, stitches everywhere and, like, staples all over the fucking body. It's gnarly-looking, okay? No zoo. I'm putting a lot of real-world logic to this stupid movie, and I'm getting making myself upset. But no zoo in their right mind would accept this weird, nasty-looking walrus man. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, that's how the fucking, that's how that shit ends, is they just leave him in an enclosure, and that's that's the end of it. I don't fucking know. Um, Ethan says, what's your opinion of don't breathe? Um, is... I don't know if I know what that is. I don't know why I'm looking at my phone. I've got my fucking... What the hell is don't breathe? Um, hold on. Nobody answer that question. Let the almighty Google talk. 
Oh, okay. So I've seen, I have seen the uh, uh, poster for it, but I've never seen this movie. I don't know. Oh, shit. Dang, it's got good-ass ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're wondering if I take Rotten Tomatoes seriously, the answer is yes. However, when it comes to horror movies, I'm very skeptical because I know a lot of people that love all of the Paranormal Activity movies and all of the Conjuring movies, and I think one is fine of each, but like I think it's just drawn out. Every movie is the same. Stop saying they're good. They're not. They're the same movie made six times. Oh, but Chris, don't you like the Saw movies? I do, but not because I think the story is great. I just like to see the real-world torture devices that somebody had to make up. Because I like torture porn. Not like that kind of porn. I just like watching people get hurt in a non-realistic way. Well, semi-realistic. Not in like real life. Not real life. I don't want to see people get killed in real life. But I'll watch it if you send me the link. Um, let's move over to the comments. What we got? The movie Don't Breathe is awesome. Where can I watch Don't Breathe? I need a movie to watch tonight. Um, Google is saying... Oh, it's, it's on Voodoo. Where? Amazon Prime, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play. Well, it looks like I'm going to rent it from Amazon Prime tonight. Um, Ethan said... Corey also said the movie is... Uh, the don't the movie Don't Breathe is awesome. Ethan says it made me think of Don't Breathe because of the basement stuff. Okay, basement stuff is cool. As you can see, I uh, reside in one. It's always nice and cool. I like it. Um, don't Breathe is about a blind man. <laughs> Corey, I I am going to assume that that sentence is incorrect. Maybe it's like a typo. But just for the listener, I want you to hear. He said, Don't Breathe. Is about a blind man that nuts. <laughs> oh man, uh, that's on a different uh, website. You can't find that on Amazon. Um, uh, Ethan's asking me completely unrelated. Chris, if I were to buy an unopened soda from the '90s to try on video, should I buy the can or the glass bottle? Um, I would go with glass, Ethan, because. Um, Little known fact, maybe most people know this, but I learned it off of TikTok due to some science video. Did you guys know that inside a can, there's a thin layer of plastic? Like it's like a fucking bag that coats the aluminum so your drink isn't just sitting in the aluminum. Right? Isn't that fucking weird? I saw some dude, he like scuffed it up, put it in some kind of acid, the aluminum melted away, and then he like pulled it out and it was just a fucking like bag and you could see the liquid Ugh, dude it was fucking gross but here i am still indulging in that gross shit guru is not gross by the way this shit is amazing um it's all organic and supernatural and if i can i can't speak on to where it's located everywhere but the places i can confirm its existence are in Dunlap, the Meyer um, gas station, Elkhart Kroger on Hively Street, and then at uh, in Mishawaka at um, Whole Foods for sure. I would recommend these. 
Um, but uh, I gotta move this along. What 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 time we at? What fucking screen do I look at? Oh, okay, it's right there. All right, moving along. We're not gonna talk about Tusk anymore. Um, Corey says if I I own Don't Breathe, if you want to watch it, I do want to watch it, Corey. And have you ever seen the Green Green Room? Has got Patrick Stewart, and it's about a. Like some neo-Nazi punks or something, right? I'm pretty sure that I think that's the same movie that I'm thinking. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm right, but no, I haven't seen that movie. But I've heard good things about it. Have you watched Stuber yet? No, I'm not. I haven't watched Stuber yet. Okay, I'm probably not going to because even though I love Dave Bautista and that's um Kumail Nanjiani, right? Is that Kumail Nanjiani in that fucking movie? Man, I hope, I hope I was right, because if not, I don't want to be accidentally racist. Uh, okay, good, I was right. Okay. Whew! Nobody needs a unibrow. Um, alright, no, I, I mean, I don't know. It just, it just looks like one of those movies, you know? It just looks like, holy shit, I like how the critics were like, nah. But then every all the audience, all 220 critics gave it <laughs> thumbs down, 41%. But the audience, a whopping 5,394, 79%. Thumbs up. Lots of popcorn. They would recommend Stuber. I just don't know. I don't. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe. Maybe I'll watch it. I probably won't enjoy it, but I'll probably get stoned and watch it. To not watch Stuber is completely fair. I'll probably end up watching it just because I like Dave Bautista and I love Kumail Nanjiani. Um, okay, but this is not a movie where I'm all over the place tonight. I'll bring you both those movies. You yes, Corey Saturday, bring them. I'll fucking I'll take them. And speaking of Saturday, why Corey keeps bringing this up? Um, this really is only going to affect those that are listening and watching live right meow as opposed to you listening on saturday given the you know spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast because that's where this is inevitably gonna go um this saturday at hardy's bar udo ep release um and on that uh on that lineup we have lenore cult the party didn't we talk about them earlier i'm pretty sure we did they're like the Band of like old people that like to drink PBR and ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about them. Um, Lenore Colt, The Party Scene, Bad New, Flow Storm, uh, Doors at 8, Bands at 9. Doors, where to, Chris? Oh, well, let me tell you. At our one of our favorite places, Hardy's Bar. But don't be a fool, wear a mask. Who? There's still a pandemic. Okay? Be smart. Take care of your friends. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what Corey is talking about Saturday, and I'll probably, I'll, I'll see you there. You should, you should come out, it'll be a good time. Um, plus I think, uh, Udo finally, I think I saw Kayla shared something earlier about them having, like, like, merch merch. Last time they did, like, DIY, uh, hand, hand-painted, uh, shirts, which are really cool. We have one in the studio, but I'm really, I'm really excited to see this, uh, the the real screen printed merch, so yeah. Moving on, um, 
So what is today? Today is August 20th, 2020. Um, if, let me, uh, I'm so bad with time. Um, in one, two weeks and two days, the almighty cult fest returns. That's right, year three. Um, I, I was not prepared to do this. Hold on. <laughs> Let me pull. I wish I remembered all the fucking bands that are going to be there, but there's like 30 of them and there's no way I could remember all them. I can barely, there it is. I can barely remember to fucking make my coffee in the morning. Um, God damn it. Where's the fucking poster? Uh, I don't have it. Okay, hold on. Technical, you know, it, it what sucks about being live is that this part, this whole like me lulling and trying to figure shit out, can't be edited out. But on Saturday, when I fix this up and I post it to wherever you find Toon Junkies podcast, this won't be in it. No one will even know, except the people watching right now. They'll you'll know, and you'll be like, oh hey, this is where he cut that thing out. He was rambling and couldn't couldn't think about. Can I just, like, not find the lineup? There it is. Okay. Here we go. September 5th, two weeks and two days from today. Those numbers may be wrong because I'm not good at counting. Um, at 12 p.m. Eastern, doors are open. At 1 p.m. will... <laughs> take two. At 1 p.m., the bands will begin. And what bands might you ask? Well, prepare yourself. Here we go. Filth Spewer, Cutthroat Situation, Rumor Has It, Split the Sea, Bopal Assault, Curmudgeon, Udo, Bad New, Half Dead Eskimo, The Obnoxious Boot, The Standard Model, Flowstorm, Deaf Ear, Tentacles, Controvert, The Hell You Say, Those Dirty Thieves, who I have not seen in many years, and I need a new koozie from you guys because I had one, and it's been in here for a couple years, but it likes to run away, and I can't ever find it when I need it. I was hoping to put it on my goo- Anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. Andor, The Green Leaves, Sawaka, The Party Scene, Lenore Cult, and the moment we've all been waiting for, The Reunion Show, The Reunion Show of Skies Beneath Us. That's right. This will be two stages. 18 plus. $20 admission. BYOB only if you're 21 plus. Don't fucking... Don't mess us up for the rest of us. There will be raffles. Bonfire. A beer pong tourney, which I'm trying to convince David to let the Toon Junkies, you know, do the whole John Madden thing where we like... Hey, and uh, just a bit outside. I think that'd be really funny to do when somebody like airballs and be like, just a bit outside. Uh, well, he really missed the play on that one, Chuck. Um, uh, bon, beer, bon. Food truck. There'll be a food truck. What is it? Dixie Dogs? Dixie Dogs, I believe, is um, I believe is the the place uh, the people that are coming. There'll be a dunk tank. That's right. For who knows how much money. I'm sure it'll be cheap because. From what I was told, who's going to be on the dunk tank, you're going to want to fucking dunk them. Um, and I've heard there might be a couple people, and I've also heard that like after those people are done, it may just be free reign. You may just be able to be like, yo, sign me up. I want to get dunked. Um, but who knows? Um, there will be camping. So 
responsible, 21 years old, you can drink, but you cannot drive. So if you're going to drink, you either got to wait till you're super sober to go home, or you can do what I'm probably going to do, and that's camp. So I can get super uh, full with adult beverages, and then I can just, you know, sleep outside. Hopefully it's cold, because I hate sleeping when it's hot out. But all this is taking place at 5437 East 400 North Rolling Prairie. What was that, Chris? 5437 East 400 North Rolling Prairie, Indiana. 46371. That's right. And, of course, all this wonderful stuff is being sponsored by yours truly, the Toon Junkies Podcast. That is me, Nicholas, Lex, and I'll even throw Tyrell's name in there. Excuse me while I... I kind of wish this had alcohol in it. Hey, Guru, you should make one of these, like, seltzer things. No, Google, not... I said Guru, not Google. Um, Y'all should put, like, alcohol in this. It'd be pretty fucking lit. All right, so... Moving on. Now, let's do the AMA. I have My phone has been going off this whole fucking time. And... Somebody just messaged the line saying, is this really your cell number? No, you fool. I would not put my phone number out on the internet. Absolutely not. This The phone number that we're using is uh, like a text plus, so it's like Wi-Fi, and it generates a number that you can call and text. Uh, so hold on. This is, in fact, a real number. This is, in fact, a real number, but it is not my number. number but not mine lol oh i'm so funny dude stop phone chill oh it's freaking out because my fingers are wet from that dang old guru okay um all right so let's um move on to one of these fucking questions okay let me so hold on in the chat what's going on in the chat uh cory um, that question that you just asked, uh, the answer is, I can neither confirm nor deny that question. But, again, this was many weeks ago, so who knows if this is actually, if it was actually, uh, actually it was Friedfest that I was talking to David about this. So I don't know if that's still a thing. It was an idea at one point. So, let's go with... This first question, what is your opinion about the Patterson-Gimlin film, also known as the famous Bigfoot film from the 60s? You know, the one where he's all like, hold on, I gotta do a side wizard. It's really obnoxious looking. I mean, I'm not entirely sure as to the, um, what is your opinion of I mean, it's shitty quality, but it was also from the 60s. Are you asking me if, do I think it's real? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what kind of, um, what kind of, like, suit, like, um, what are the, what are those things called? A ghillie suit, a ghillie suit. It's not, like, what kind of technology a ghillie suit, ghillie suits that were in, like, the 60s. I don't know. I don't really believe it. I do believe in cryptids, and I think, you know, I think Bigfoot's cool, but... I don't know if I believe that one. 
but I've also never seen a very believable Sam Squatch video. <laughs> I, I, I did say Sam Squatch. That's a Trailer Park Boys reference to anybody who likes dumb, dumb, awful shows. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's interesting, you know, because that was like one of the first ones. I think, I think, well, I shouldn't say first one, but it was definitely the like most popular um, Bigfoot film. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Not not sold on it, but it definitely sparks my curiosity. And there was a second part to this other question is, what's the best cryptid, and why is it actually the Mothman? So normally, I would have a contention with this, but because they ended it with Mothman, I absolutely agree. Mothman is absolutely the coolest cryptid, um, mainly because, well... There are a lot, a lot of cool cryptids, but I definitely think, um, I definitely think Mothman is the coolest because, I mean, of all his, the legends that surround him is like he is like the harbinger of death. Like he always shows up before a giant catastrophe happens. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. And what, what's the fucking state? Is it West Virginia that has a Mothman statue? Um, hold on, let me fucking, let me find out. Mothman statue, where are you located? Mm, ooh, I was right! Point Pleasant, West Virginia. That is right, and god damn it, is that thing magnificent. Man. Mothman 2020 for president, that's who I want. That's who I'm voting for, Mothman. I forget... There was like a funny point, a mo funny Mothman shirt. I can't remember what it is. I think it's had something to do with having sex with Mothman, but I can't remember. Um, bye, Corey. See you Saturday. Oh, that's right. We do have an interview at two. Um, oh, that's right. I was, I've been talking about seeing you at the show, but you're actually going to come to the studio for an interview. So, Butthole Assault is running wild on Toon Junkies. That statue has one heck of a butt. Is Mothman fucking... Hold on. Oh, there's a booty shot right there. Ooh, Mothman is thick. Alright. We're not gonna... We're not gonna get all hot and bothered by Mothman. Um. Okay. And then, yeah, but... Mothman is definitely the best cryptid. I'd be interested... You know who also is a big fan of cryptids? Joey Kaufman of Louisiana Lot Lizards. If I remember correctly, he has, I'm not going to guess which leg, but I know one of his legs has the Flatwoods monster on it. I'm pretty sure it has others, but that's the one I remember the most because we talked about it. So hit up Joey Kaufman if you want to talk about cryptids as well. Um, all right. Moving on to his fucking hair everywhere next question let's go with right here of all the things you've learned in the past year and a half with your podcast what would you say is the most important piece of information it's a, okay so I think the most 
I think the most humbling and probably the thing that I've been educated on the most is that how incredibly difficult it is to wrangle and like get a band to get all of their schedules aligned for at least two hours because you're talking about let's say it's a four-piece band you've got four people four different lives four different job schedules for uh, it's it's at the beginning it was a fucking hassle and then it got to the point to where it was like i was having to juggle like three or four interviews in a week and that was me trying to juggle three like 12 people's lives and be like hey we got an opening at this time can you guys make it and then i have to stay in contact with normally one person who was then in charge who was then in contact with the other three but then i Sometimes one of these other three would contact me, being like, "Hey, I need like, bro, don't don't tell me, tell tell the fucking spokesperson for your band. I don't, you're messing up the whole. It's it's been a very intense learning experience, but I definitely think the that's probably the one the hardest lesson I had to learn was that juggling schedules with uh, creative types is uh, often a pain in the butt." Um, but it's okay. I, I don't, I don't mind the suffering as much because of what I'm, we're able to do with that suffering. So it's all good. Let me see. Oh yeah. And just so you know, to you people, I meant anonymous. I'm not going to re I'm not going to put your number out on the interwebs. I'm not going to, unless you say some nasty shit, like if you say something in poor taste I will put your number out there because we have a code of ethics here the Toon Junkies podcast and if you want to be a piece of shit then we'll let everyone else treat you like a piece of shit oh hi kitty what are you doing you want to come up huh there you go come here come here come in want to say hi Say hello, kitty. Oh, the mic's in your way. Say hi. Whoa, your eyes look fucking crazy. Alright, thanks, Bubba. Are you gonna stay up here? Okay. Alright, hold on. You staying or you going? Staying? Don't you chew on that wire, you little fuck. Alright, get out of here. Go. Bye, kitty. Alright. Hold on, okay. Now what do we got here? Um... Well, that one's kind of null and void. They were asking about what kind of, like, basically, like, what kind of festivals would you like to go to and do the podcast at? But, like, given current climate, kind of impossible. But um, we had planned this year, <laughs> Mike, Mike, what shampoo and conditioner do I use? I'll... Um, I'll come back to you. Let me answer. Let me answer this one first. So this year we had planned to go to Sonic Temple. We had planned to go to Michigan Metal Fest. We planned to go to Riot Fest. We were going to go to um, River Lights, and then there was another one in Fort Wayne that was like uh, I can't remember. There was Upheaval that we were going to go to. Um, basically, there are no 
limits as to what kind of festivals we will go to and do this, um, interview bands and talk to people and stuff. Because as um, I we were one to announce, I th- believe it was a Skies Beneath Us episode, that we are consumers of all genres. This isn't just... Hi, John. Um, this isn't just a metal podcast or a rock podcast or a punk podcast. We are consumers of all. Even though we talk to a lot of metal bands, we promote a lot of metal bands, but those are all of our friends that we know in this area. My favorite musician is John Mayer, which is not metal at all. Um, hi, Michael. O'Hara. Um, so, um, to answer your question about the festivals, we had all kinds of shit lined up, but it just didn't happen because of COVID. But next year, 2021, year of the junkie, we're going to fucking crush it. We're going to be all over the place. These motherfuckers. I'm hoping that first year was learning the ropes. Second year, which is this one, almost kind of a blessing where you kind of really with not being able to do as much we we're able to like focus on the honing in on what it is we want and then 2021 i'm hoping that we'll be able to apply all the things that we basically we're building the track that we want to fucking race down so that's 2021 all right um mike of publicity stunt you asked me what kind of uh shampoo and conditioner i use uh shampoo i use um fuck what's it called Mm, damn it I can't remember what it's called I just used it that's why my hair is all like curly is because I just washed it today like a few hours ago um, as for conditioner Purology um, Purology purple bottle it's called hydrate or hydration super fucking good I asked I think it was last year I asked Facebook and all the, I was like hey attention ladies what's a good uh conditioner for hair that's being damaged by hard water and somebody came in clutch and was like yo pureology and that shit is a game changer dog pureology i can't remember what shampoo i use but i normally will i will always vouch for shea moisture shea moisture is all natural stuff super nice um try and stay away from all the shit that has a bunch of chemicals in it sulfates are bad for your hair also don't wash your hair every day that's dumb. That's dumb. Don't wash it every day. It doesn't need it every day. Um, all right. Um, moving, moving on down. John, what would you do if fear was not a factor? And you, <laughs> what, what would you do if fear was not a factor and you could not fail? Well, um, I feel like, um, I want to say, I feel like that's a Creed lyric or at least a Scott Stapp lyric, but. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm not even gonna Google. I'm pretty sure it is. Um, I I don't. I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know what I would do. I, what would I do if fear was not an option factor and you could not fail? I mean, I guess I would do whatever I want. I would just keep doing the Tune Junkies podcast where I'd make this our job, and then I wouldn't have to fucking do a nine to five. I could just go to festivals and talk to bands and meet bands and hang out with bands and travel the country. That'd be pretty sweet. Um. Ethan says you should definitely read the news article that I may or may not have sent along with a Mothman and PGF question. Um. <laughs> uh. Oh, John, I don't know if anyone has found out about the game. I haven't told anyone, 
So, listener, watcher, everyone going... If Like I said, if you can tell me what secret game John, Parker, and I were playing during our Skies Beneath Us episode that dropped last week, I will give you a prize. Maybe I'll even pay for your admission to Cult Fest. In fact, that's what I'll do. If you can figure out the secret game me and John and Parker were playing in the Skies Beneath Us episode, I will buy your ticket to Cult Fest. There it is. But I don't know. I don't know if anyone will get it. I would like to think they would, but I just don't know. I don't know if they will. Um, Ethan, yeah, fuck is a great shampoo. I would recommend it. Um, shout out to Four Story. Four Story, come on the fucking podcast. I love you guys. I've been jamming out to. Also, I would need to know if it was okay if I made that Michael Pena joke. I'm pretty sure it is because it was in your song, but I don't know if I was in the right to use that joke. We'll find out. Um, Chris, get the fuck out of here. Not me, Chris. Chris Isaacs from Controvert. <laughs> Controvert. Controvert. Controvert, Controvert, Controvert. Hey, if you guys have you guys ever heard or seen the band Controvert? They're all right. Their lead singer is, a sm- is smelly, though. It's, it's a fact. Also, he's got a dumb first name. Okay, um, moving on. Let's get let's get another question here. What do we got here? Um, actually, let's 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 check out this fucking story real quick. Somebody sent. Um, I'm gonna give it three seconds. If it doesn't load, I'm out of here, bro. I don't know what this is, but I tell you what, there are a lot of ads on this fucking thing, and I am not interested. Okay, so we're bailing on that news. Um. Daylight is a genuine slapper. I, Chris says, I am the motherfucking garbage man. You are. I can't. I can confirm. Can confirm. Um, let me see. Let's get. Let's get another question in here. Um, back it up. Yeah, that link is kind. I think that's probably why it didn't. It didn't work. The link's kind of broken. Um, let me see. Let's go with. Um, since you guys are sponsoring. I think that's supposed to say Cult Fest. Since you guys are sponsoring Cult Fest, what kind of things do you have planned for said day? Um, well, no, Ethan, I have never listened to Primitive Man. Um, as for Cult Fest, I think this year we were there last year and we did a an all day thing. So we from start to finish, we were recording, interviewing, blah blah blah. Um. At um, Fried Fest, we did the same thing. We were recording start to finish. I don't think we're going to do that for Cult Fest this year because I don't get to enjoy the festival as much. So I think what we're going to do, what we did for Michigan Metal Fest last year, which was set up appointments, appointments, um, and from this time to this time is when we'll record, and then... I'll compile it, I'll save it, I'll put, pack everything up, and then I'll get to enjoy the festival like the rest of you. Um, so, uh, real quick, sorry to interrupt your question, person. Uh, John is asking, Chris Cornell versus Scott Stapp, and the answer is Chris Cornell, for sure. I love Scott, but Chris is a fucking, he's a fucking god. Um, 
Alice in Chains or Soundgarden. So that is Chris Isaacs. That's also uh, uh, another like question. Um, Alice in Chains is great. Soundgarden is great. They both get put into grunge. I think they're both very different though. But I personally like the the uh, the dark the darkness in Alice in Chains. But I love Chris Cornell. Um, now there's like a whole fucking this or that going on in the chat. But we're going to go back to the, the Cult Fest question. The Cult Fest question, yeah, we're going to be doing um, interviews during certain hours. I don't know. I We haven't really decided yet. I'm going to talk to David uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. And I'll figure, I'll figure something out. Um, but we're going to have booths set up. We're going to have merch. Um, I ordered a few special things just for Cult Fest. Um, I got a, a notification yesterday that part of it has shipped. Um, so be sure to stop by our table and check out Al. Hangnails are a bitch. Um, check out all the cool things we're going to have. Um, maybe I'll even slap Nicholas in the face for money. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, let's... let's um, Let's go to another question. Did somebody... Oh, they're still doing the this or that in the comments. Uh, Pantera versus Sepultura. Uh, I'm going... Uh, honestly? Yo, real talk, never been a big Pantera fan. Just gonna put it out there. Yeah, sorry. Uh, whatever. I mean, they're good. I'm not saying they're bad. I just... It's never been my cup of tea. Um, okay. I don't really want to... <laughs> Chris, I, I'm out. Hey, you're fine, okay? Hey. Fucking cats running around. Um, um, okay, let's go to... Um... Were you at the... Sh That's really what you're gonna ask me? They say, were you at the show last week? Yes, I was at the show last week. I couldn't stay very long, though, because I had to work the next day, but I was there. And it was kind of... Shout out to Chop for putting out that putting on that show. That was a, especially, like, kind of last minute. I don't know the full details of why it had to be, like, a like a last-minute thing, but uh, they pulled it off, and that was a fucking... That was, that was a decent crowd. I was, and as they had to, like, do it downstairs, too, as at Smith's, I'm talking about. They had to do it downstairs as opposed to upstairs, where we normally have them, because I think... Was it Funk U Incorporated that was there? They're like a an EDM place. Place. EDM group that does shows and whatnot. Um, let me see if I can get a couple more questions in before. We're in an hour? Fuck. Okay. Um, Pantera. Ooh, Ethan with the hot take. Pantera is mega overrated. Not bad, just eh. Eh, yeah. John says, we better take pics at Colfest. I'm not a, John, I'm not a picture taker, so, I mean, you can take pictures of us, but I'm not, I'm not a photo taker. Um, let me see. Uh, let's go with, no, no. I want to answer, yeah, I'm going to pick and choose which ones I ask my show at least this this is this this live stream is mine 
Um, let's go with this. If you were to put on your own festival, what would it be called, and who would you want on it? Um, okay, so this is actually something I've been... I, I had this idea when we first started this endeavor. But I, we needed some notoriety, and we had to, like, show that this was an actual thing that we were going to do to even have any, um... Hey, Fallon Mons is here. Yes, you were upstairs. I didn't really talk to anybody because I don't, I don't really know that scene. But um, I'm a part of FYI and do cross-genre shows with them a lot here in Fort Wayne. Everybody check out Funk U Incorporated. No, not Fuck You. Funk, F-U-N-K, Y-O-U-I-N-C. Check them out. Um, hey, send some of your artists to Toon Junkies so that... Uh, we can get more into the EDM scene. We've had a uh, bass matter on, and I believe in September we have T Clyde coming on, so that'll be fun. I've been trying to get him on the show for months. Probably, I think it's almost been. I think it's been over a year. But that dude is just fucking. He's so busy all the time. Um, back to the original question. Um, uh, Toon Junkie Festival. Who would have on it? Um, so I like the name Toon Junction. Um, but I, I don't know if I've been able to sell it to anyone else. Um, uh, as for the lineup, I feel like it would probably be relatively similar to Cult Fest and like, at least the bands, just since, because we have similar friends. But, Tune Junk, the Tune Junction wouldn't just be a, um, metal thing. I'd, I'd have... Bands like Four Story and In a Perfect World, Analecta, Pat, Bring Back Analecta. Um, let me see. Those Thirty Thieves, Louisiana Lot Lizards, Nautilus. I mean, these are all metal bands, but like, it would be many genres. Uh, uh, making Enemies. Making Enemies, pop punk, right there. Um, Fallon says the DJs would love to be on. We just brought T. Clyde aboard, FYI as well. Killer dude, hell yeah! Uh, we're excited to talk, finally get to talk to T. Clyde, and I think it's September. I'm pretty sure it is, but I don't really remember. Um, it's on the calendar. It, it'll come up when it comes up. Um, all right, so I'm going to I'm going to put the AMA away. Um, if you guys want to ask a question in the chat, do whatever you want. Um, but the text plus thing is this is what you get when you don't buy the uh when you don't buy the premium version you just get the free version lots of ads anyways i'm going to do a thing that i promised one it's something i'd wanted to do for a while but never just never did um i'm going to read a spooky story so um if you guys like spooky stories, I would definitely suggest you check out our Halloween episode from last year. Feature it was a Night of the Living Lot Lizards. Um, Joey, Adam, um, Sam, me, Nick, and Tyrell all. It's it's a very long episode. It's like three hours long. But the first hour, first hour and a half, we talk about the new EP, previous EP. Break that down, and then the second half is when we get real spooky, spooky, and uh, we all go around and tell real life paranormal stories that we've encountered. I didn't handle it. I mean, I handled it well. I really like paranormal stuff, 
but like I'm super sensitive to it. So I was like crying the whole time. So I'm gonna. I found a. I found a spoopy story, uh, creepy pasta, right? And so this. <clears throat> this story is called A Shattered Life, written by Matt Demersky. I'm sorry if I butchered your last name. Um, this. Yeah, Shattered Life. Here we go. <clears throat> I don't know when you're going to read this, but I can tell you when it started. I was out for a walk alone in the woods when the entity came for me. It was beyond a blur. It was, for a lack of a better term, absence of meaning. Where it hid, there were no trees. Where it crept closer, there was no grass. Through the arc, it leapt at me. There was no breeze of motion. There was no air at all. As it struck, I felt the distinct sensation of claws puncturing me somewhere unseen, somewhere I'd never felt before. My hands and arms and legs and torso seemed fine and I wasn't bleeding, but I knew I'd been injured somehow. As I fearfully ran back home, I could tell that I was less. I was vaguely tired and it was hard to focus at times. The solution at that early stage was easy. A big cup of coffee helped me feel normal again. For a while, that subtle drain on my spirit became lost in the ebb and flow of caffeine in my system. You could say my life began that week, actually because that was when I met Mar. She and I got along great, though to be honest, I'm pretty sure I fell in love with her over the phone before we even met. It was almost as if the strong emotions of that first week made the entity fight back. It was still with me, latched on to some invisible part of my being. The first few incidents were minor, and I hardly worried about them. The color of a neighbor's car changed from dark blue to black one morning, and I stared at it before shaking my head and shrugging off the difference. Two days later, at work, a co-worker's name changed from Fred to Dan. I carefully asked around, but everyone said his name had always been Dan. I figured I'd just been mistaken. Then, as ridiculous as this sounds, I was peeing in my bathroom at home when I suddenly found myself on a random street. I was still in my pajamas, pants down and urinating, but now in full view of a dozen people at a bus stop. Horrified, I pulled up my clothes and ran before someone called the cops. I did manage to get home, but the experience forced me to admit that I was still in danger. The entity was doing something to me, and I didn't understand how to fight back. Mar showed up that evening. But she had her own key. Hey, I asked with confusion. How'd you get a key? She just laughed. You're cute. Are you sure you're okay with this? She opened a door and entered a room full of boxes. I know living together is a big step, especially when we've only been dating three months. Living together? I'd literally just met her the week before. Thing was, my mother had always called me a smart cookie for a reason. I knew when to shut my app. Instead of causing a scene, I told her everything was fine, and then I went straight to my room and began investigating. My things were just as I had left them, with no sign of a three-month gap in habitation. But I did find something out of the ordinary. The date. I shivered angrily as I processed the truth. The entity had eaten three months of my life. What the hell was I facing? What kind of creature could consume pieces of one's soul like that? 
I'd miss the most exciting part of a new relationship, and I would never understand any shared stories or in-jokes from that period. Something absurdly precious had been taken from me, and I was furious. That fury helped suppress the entity. I never imbibed alcohol. I drank coffee religiously. I checked the date every time I woke up for three years. I managed to live each day while observing nothing more than minor alterations. A social fact here and there, someone's job, how many kids they had, that sort of thing. The layout of nearby streets, the time my favorite television show had aired, that kind of thing. Always, those changes reminded me the creature still had its claws sunk into my spirit. Not once in three years did I ever let myself zone out. One day, I grew careless. I let myself get really into the season finale of my favorite show. It was gripping. A fantastic story. Right at the height of the action, a young boy came up to my lounger and shook my arm. Surprised, I asked. Who are you? How did you get in here? He laughed and smiled brightly. Silly daddy. My heart sank in my chest. I knew immediately what had happened. After a few masked questions, I discovered that he was two years old and that he was my son. The agony and heartache filling my chest was nearly unbearable. Not only had I missed the birth of my son, I would never see or know the first years of his life. Mar and I had obviously gotten married and started a family in the time I'd lost, and I had no idea what joys or pains those years contained. It was snowing outside. Holding my sudden son in my lap, I sat and watched the flakes fall outside. What kind of life was this going to be if slips and concentration could cost me years? I had to get help. The church had no idea what to do. The priest didn't believe me and told me I had a health issue rather than some sort of possession. The doctors didn't have any clue. Nothing showed up on all their scans and tests, but they happily took my money in return for nothing. By the time I ran out of options, I decided to tell Mar. There was no way to know what this all looked like from her side. What was I like when I wasn't there? Did I still take our son to school? Did I still do my job? Clearly, I did, because she seemed to be none the wiser. But I still had a horrible feeling that something must have been missing in her life when I wasn't actually home inside my own head. But the night I set up a nice dinner in preparation, she arrived not by unlocking the front door, but by knocking on it. I answered and found that she was in a nice dress. She was happily surprised by the settings on the table. A fancy dinner for a second date? I knew you were sweet on me. Thank the Lord I knew where to keep, when to keep my mouth shut. If I'd gone on about being married and having a son, she might have run for the hills. Instead, I took her coat and sat down for our second date. Through carefully crafted questions, I managed to deduce the truth. This really was our second date. She saw relief and happiness in me, but interpreted that as dating jitters. I was just excited to realize that the entity wasn't necessarily eating whole portions of my life. The symptoms, as I was beginning to understand them, were more like the consequences of a shattered soul. The creature had wounded me, broken me into pieces. Perhaps I was to live my life out of order, but at least I would actually get to live it. And so it went for a few years, from my perspective. While minor changes in politics or geography would happen daily, major shifts in my mental location only happened every couple months. 
When I found myself in a new place and time in my life, I just shut up and listened, making sure to get the lay of the land before doing anything to avoid making mistakes. On the furthest flung leap yet, I met my six-year-old grandson, and I asked him what he wanted to be when he grew up. He said, writer. I told him that was a fine idea. Then I was back in a month two of my I was back in month two of my relationship with Mar, and I had the best night with her on the riverfront. When I say the best, I mean the best. Knowing how special she would become to me, I asked her to move in. I got to live through what I'd missed the first go around, and I came to understand that I was never mentally absent. I would always be there, eventually, when we were moving her boxes in. She stopped for a moment and said she marveled at my great love, as if I'd known her for a lifetime and never once doubted she was the one. That was the first time I'd truly laughed freely and wholeheartedly since the entity had wounded me. She was right about my love for her, but for exactly the reason she'd considered a silly romantic analogy. I had known her my whole life, and I'd come to terms with my situation and found peace with it. It wasn't so bad to have sneak peeks at all the best parts ahead. But of course, I wouldn't be writing this if it hadn't gotten worse. The entity was still with me. It had not wounded me and departed like I'd wanted to believe. The closest I can describe my growing understanding was that the creature was burrowing deeper into my psyche, fracturing it into smaller pieces. Instead of months between major shifts, I began having only weeks. Once I noticed that trend, I feared my ultimate fate would be to jump between times in my life, heartbeat by heartbeat, forever confused, forever lost. Only an instant in each time meant I would never be able to speak with anyone else, never be able to hold a conversation, never express or receive love. As the true depth of that fear came upon me, I sat in an older version of me and watched the snow falling outside. That was the one constant in my life. The weather didn't care who I was or what pains I had to face. Nature was always there. The falling snow was always like a little hook that kept me in a place. The pure emotional peace it brought was like a panacea on my mental wounds and I'd never yet shifted while watching the pattern of falling white and thinking of the times I'd gone sledding or built a snow fort as a child. A teenager touched my arm. Grandpa? Eh? He'd startled me out of my thoughts, so I was less careful than usual. Who are you? He half grinned, as if not sure whether I was joking. Handing me a stack of papers, he said, It's my first attempt at a novel. Would you read it and tell me what you think? Ah, of course. Pursuing that dream of being a writer, I see. He burned bright red. Trying to, anyway. Alright, run off, I'll read this right now. The words were blurry, and annoyed, I looked for glasses I probably had for reading. Being old was terrible, and I wanted to leap back into a younger year, but not before I read his book. I found my glasses in a sweater pocket and began leafing through. Mar puttered in and out of the living room, still beautiful, but I had to focus. I didn't know how much time I would have there. It seemed that we had relatives over. Was it Christmas? A pair of adults and a couple kids I didn't recognize tromped through the hallway, and I saw my son, now adult, walk by with his wife on the way out the door. As a group, the extended family began sledding outside. Finally, I finished reading the story and I called out for my grandson. He rushed down the stairs and into the living room. How was it? Well, it's terrible, I told him truthfully. But 
it's terrible for all the right reasons. You're still a young man, so your characters behave like young people, but the structure of the story itself is very solid. I paused. I didn't expect it to turn out to be a horror story. He nodded. It's a reflection of the times. Expectations for the future are dismal, not hopeful like they used to be. You're far too young to be aware like that, I told him. An idea occurred to me. If you're into horror, do you know anything about strange creatures? Sure. I read everything I can. I love it. Warily, I scanned the entrances to the living room. Everyone was busy outside. For the first time, I opened up to someone in my life about what I was experiencing. In hushed tones, I told him about my fragmented consciousness. For a teenager, he took it well. You're serious? Yes. He donned the, the determined look of a grown man accepting a quest. I'll look into it, see what I can find out. You should start writing down everything you experience. Build some data. Maybe we can map your psychic wound. Wow. Sounds like a plan. I was surprised. That made sense, and I hadn't expected him to have a serious response. But how will I get all the notes in one place? Let's come up with somewhere for you to leave them, he said, frowning with thought. Then I'll get them, and we can trace the path you're taking through your own life. See if there's a pattern. For the first time since the situation had gotten worse, I felt hope again. How about under the stairs? Nobody ever goes under there. Sure. He turned and left the living room. I peered after him. I heard him banging around in the stairs. Finally, he returned with a box, laid it on the carpet, and opened it to reveal a bursting stack of papers. He exclaimed, Holy crap! But of course, being a teenager, he didn't really say crap. Taken aback, I blinked rapidly, forgiving his cussing because of the shock. Did I write those? He looked up at me with wonder. Yeah. Or, you will. You still have to write them and put them under the stairs after this. He gazed back down at the papers, then covered the box. So you probably shouldn't see what they say. That could get weird. That much I understood. Right. He gulped. There are like 50 boxes under there. All filled up like this. Deciphering these will take a very long time. His tone dropped to deadly seriousness. But I will save you, Grandpa. Because I don't think anyone else can. Tears flowed down my cheeks then and I couldn't help but sob once or twice. I hadn't realized how lonely I'd become in my shifting prison of awareness until I finally had someone who understood. Thank you. Thank you so much. And then I was young again, and at work on a random Tuesday. Once the sadness and relief faded, anger and determination replaced them. After I finished my work, I grabbed some paper and began writing. While the weeks shifted around me, while those weeks became days and then hours, I wrote every single spare moment about when and where I thought I was. I put them under the stairs out of order. My first box was actually the 30th, and my last box was the first. Once I had over 50 boxes written from my perspective, and once my shifting became a matter of minutes, I knew it was up to my grandson to take it from there. I put my head down and stopped looking. I couldn't stand the river of changing awareness any longer. Names and places and dates and jobs and colors and people were all wrong and different. I'd never been older. I sat watching the snowfall. A man of at least 30 that I vaguely recognized entered the room. 
Come on. I think I finally figured it out. I was so frail that moving was painful. Are you him? Are you my grandson? Yes. He took me to a room filled with strange equipment and sat me in a rubber chair facing a large mirror twice the height of a man. The pattern finally revealed itself. How long have you worked on this? I asked him aghast. Tell me you didn't miss your life like I'm missing mine. His expression was both stone cold and furiously resolute. It'll be worth it. He brought two thin metal rods close to my arm and then nodded at the mirror. Look, this shock is carefully calibrated. The electric jet zap from his device was startling, but not painful. In the mirror, I saw a rapid arcing light silhouette appear above my head and shoulder. The electricity moved through the creature like a wave, briefly revealing the terrible nature of what was happening to me. A bulging leech-like mouth was wrapped around the back of my head, coming down to my eyebrows and touching each ear, and its slug-like body ran over my shoulder and into my very soul. It was a parasite, and it was feeding on my mind. My now adult grandson held my hand as, it, as I took in the horror. After a moment, he asked, Removing it is going to hurt very badly. Are you up for this? Fearful, I asked. Is Mar here? His face softened. No, not for a few years now. I could tell from his reaction what had happened, but I didn't want it to be true. How? We have this conversation a lot, he responded. Are you sure you want to know? It never makes you feel better. Tears brimmed in my eyes. Then I don't care if it hurts, or if I die. I don't want to stay in a time where she's not alive. He made a sympathetic noise of understanding, and then returned to his machines to hook several wires, diodes, and other bits of technology to my limbs and forehead. While he did so, he talked. I've worked for two decades to figure this out, and I've had a ton of help from other researchers of the occult. This parasite doesn't technically exist in our plane. It's one of the lesser spawns of... I can't read that. <laughs> of Ubu, and it feeds on the plexus of mind, soul, and quantum consciousness reality. When details like names and colors of objects changed, you weren't going crazy. The web of your existence was merely losing strands as the creature ate its way through you. I didn't fully understand. I looked up in confusion as he placed a circlet of electronics like a crown on my head in exact line with where the parasite's mouth had ringed me. What's Ubu? He paused. His work and grew pale. I forgot that you wouldn't know. You're lucky, believe me. After a deep breath, he began moving again and placed his fingers near a few switches. Ready? This is carefully tuned to make your nervous system extremely unappetizing to the parasite. But it's basically electric, electroshock therapy. I could still see Mars smile, even though she was dead. I'd just been with her moments ago. Do it. The click of a switch echoed in my ears, and I almost laughed at how mild the electricity was. It didn't feel like anything, at least at first. Then I saw the mirror shaking, and my body within that image convulsing. Oh. No. It did hurt. 
nothing had ever been more painful. It was just so excruciating that my mind hadn't been able to immediately process it. As my vision shook and fire burned in every nerve in my body, I could see the reflected trembling light silhouette of the parasite on my head as it writhed in agony and equal to mine. It had claws, six clawed lizard-like limbs under each leech-like body, and it cut into me in an attempt to stay latched on. The electricity made my memories flare. Mar's smile was foremost, lit brightly in front of a warm fire as the snow fell past the window behind her. The edges of that memory began lifting up, and I realized that my life was one continuous stretch of experience. It was only the awareness of it that had been fragmented by the feasting evil on my back. I'd never managed to be there for the birth of my son. I jumped around it a dozen times, but never actually lived it. For the first time, I got to hold Mar's hand to be there for her. No, no, that moment had shifted seamlessly into holding her hand as she lay in a hospital bed for a very different reason. Not this. God, why? It was so merciless to make me remember this. I broke down in tears as nurses rushed into the room. I didn't want to know. I didn't want to experience it. I'd seen all the good parts, but I hadn't wanted the worst part. The inevitable end that all would one day face. It wasn't worth it. It was tainted. All that joy was given back ten thousand fold as pain. The fire in my body and in my brain surged to sheer white torture as I screamed. My scream faded into a surprised shout as the machines and electricity and chair faded away. Snow was no longer following around my life. I was out in the woods on a bright summer day. Oh God. I turned to see the creature approaching me. It was the same absence of meaning, the same blank on reality. It crept forward, just like before, but this time it hissed and turned away. I stood, astounded at being young again and freed from the parasite. My grandson had actually done it. He'd made me an unappetizing meal, so the predator of mind and soul had moved on in search of a different snack. I returned home in a daze. And while I was sitting there processing all that had happened, the phone rang. I looked at it in awe and sadness. I knew who it was. It was Marjorie, calling for the first time for some trivial reason she'd admit 30 years later was made up just to talk to me. But all I could see was her lying in that hospital bed, dying. It was going to end in unspeakable pain and loneliness. I would become an old man, left to sit by myself in an empty house, his soulmate gone long before him. At the end of it all, the only thing I would have left, sitting and watching the falling snow. But now, thanks to my grandson, I would also have my memories. It would be a wild ride, no matter how it ended. On a sudden impulse, I picked up the phone. With a smile, I asked, Hey, who's this? Even though I already knew. And there you have it. That is A Shattered Life by Matt Demersky. <laughs> Um, so yeah, uh, sorry that took so long, but as that was a, a, a creepypasta, so, there you have it. Um, let me see, let's jump back into, bye Sammy, I'm glad you think my voice is calming. Um, alright, so then, there's that, what else, did I have anything else? I mean, I could read another spooky story, but I feel like they're all pretty long, and I don't really want to read another 15-minute story. 
yeah I'll, I'll save it for another time um so that being said we're at an hour and a half i'm probably just gonna shut this bad boy down um so in closing i gotta make sure i plug the udo show happening saturday at hardy's um give me uno momento por favor so saturday at 8 p.m at hardy's bar in elkhart um, be sure to come out for Udo's EP release show with special guests Lenore Colt, The Party Scene, Bad New, and Flowstorm. Doors open at 8 and bands are at 9. If you're listening to this on Spotify on Saturday, the show was great and you should have been there. Um, so, <laughs> Sammy, well, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Um, and then, um, what else do I got to plug? Oh, Cult Fest, obviously, September 5th come out it's gonna be a big i'll fucking say well do i want to say the whole thing again i'm not gonna say the whole thing again you can find it on facebook got wherever else it's been blasted a thousand times but it's a uh, september 5th um uh cult fest numero trace um at 5437 east county road 400 north rolling prairie indiana i know that's a lot but all you got to do is fucking get on facebook and essentially google cult fest 3 or go to tune junkies podcast or somebody in the 574 scene can help direct you on where to get information about it um we'll be posting about it and talking about it so you can find it pretty easily um but I think that is going to be it for me. I am hungry, and I'm going to go to Cheers and get a $3 homemade pizza. That is not a joke. I'm going to go there. Uh, I'm probably going to change my clothes because I... Ha, the cool thing about doing live streams at home is I don't have to wear pants. So i got to put on some pants before I go out in public because I don't need a, a another charge. Um, So, if you're trying to hang out, I'll be at Cheers in about 30 minutes. So, um... This has been a Toon Junkies podcast. My name is Chris, and I will leave you with this. Do you think speaking in tongues is just acapella scatting? Think on it. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the next episode.